This sound recording is for educational purposes only. Some licensing restrictions may apply. This sound recording is protected through international copyright. Dr. Cindy Mason and Radio AI 2023. All rights reserved. Radio AI. www.radioai.net. The public resource for artificial intelligence literacy by the people who do AI. Welcome to Radio AI. I'm your host, Cindy Mason. I've worked on AI at NASA Ames, Stanford University, and UC Berkeley. This is part two of a two-part special podcast on data collection and artificial intelligence. In part one, we focused mainly on data collection. We learned how, when, and where your data is collected in 10 key areas that relate to AI systems. Knowing these 10 items will increase your knowledge of how to protect your own data and privacy. Knowing about them will also give you the knowledge you need to have an intelligent discussion about these issues with those you care about or with your congressperson. In part two, we'll be talking about the design of AI systems that use this data. What you will learn in part two may motivate you to take the lessons of part one more to heart. The reason for part two is that what you may not yet know is that there are already many organizations designing AI and big data algorithms like machine learning, neural nets, deep nets, and so on to process the data that is being collected on us. For instance, there's growing interest in using machine learning on social media data that concerns the way we use social media in order to detect mental health issues. While this can be a helpful tool, you have a right to know that this is happening. So here in part two, we're going to describe categories of design of these systems that can be helpful and they relate to the 10 areas of data collection that we talked about in part one. The AI and big data systems that are designed use the data. You can relax a bit before we go into these design aspects because we're going to briefly review the 10 areas from part one here again. But feel free to go back and re-listen to part one to refresh in your understanding. The 10 areas of impact for AI and big data collection. Number one, default privacy settings. Number two, data minimization. Number three, presentation and language of terms and conditions and privacy notices. Number four, uses of geolocation technology. Number five, Number five, automated and semi-automated profiling. Number six, transparency of paid-for activity, such as product placement and marketing. Number seven, sharing and resale of data. Number eight, strategies to encourage extended user engagement. Number nine, user reporting and resolution processes and systems. The last item, Number 10 is the ability to access advice from independent specialist advocates on all of our data rights. Now we will explore categories of design that relate to these 10 areas of AI and big data systems. Active, 
The first category of design is called process. By process, what we're talking about is the processing of information across all areas of AI and big data systems. Processing is sort of a general word, so we can break it down into aggregation and insecurity. The first element of designing a process is aggregation. Aggregation means to combine, to aggregate. So aggregation systems are designed to combine various pieces of personal information. The next element of process design to pay attention to is insecurity. Insecurity arises because of the carelessness in protecting that information from leaks or improper access. There's another aspect of process design, and that is identification. Identification is the linking of the information of a particular person. And the next element of design, the fourth and last aspect of design process, is secondary use. Secondary use in a system is using personal information for a purpose other than the purpose for which it was collected. In considering these aspects of process design, it is helpful to reflect on the 10 items that we spoke about earlier. The next category of design that is helpful is data collection and distribution. The collection of data for AI and big data systems occurs in at least two ways. The first is surveillance, and the second is interrogation. By surveillance, what we mean is using personal information for a purpose other than the purpose for which it was collected. By interrogation, this is a probing for information, for personal information. This is also a question you might answer. There's another category of design that may be helpful, and that is data distribution. There are six aspects of data distribution to consider in how an AI or machine learning data processing system is designed. First, what is what do we mean by data distribution? It's the issue of moving and sharing information across various AI and big data systems. I'll repeat that. When, we, when we're talking about data distribution, we're talking about how this information that's been gathered and collected and possibly processed is moved and shared among and across various AI and big data systems. The first aspect of data distribution is breach of confidentiality. That is, they broke a promise to keep a person's information confidential. The next aspect of data distribution is disclosure, revealing truthful information about a person that impacts his or her security or the way others judge their character. The third area, exposure. Exposure is revealing an individual's nudity, emotion, or bodily functions. This, this makes me cringe just thinking about it. An example of this is revenge porn. The fourth aspect of data distribution is increased accessibility, that is amplifying the access to personal information about you. There's something called doxing. Doxing is when somebody takes your home address, for example, and makes it public, or writes your telephone number or email and makes it public. This happened in something called Gamergate, where angry gamers were upset at some of the other people in the gaming industry, and they wrote scathing things about them and distributed them widely, encouraging people to hurt them, 
giving them their home address. The victims of this doxing had to move several times, leave their jobs. And so it's very real. Even though the information is spread on the internet, it is physically real. The next issue related to data distribution is appropriation, that is using an individual's identity to serve the aims and interests of another. This relates a little bit to deep fakes. There was a bank heist that happened because somebody pretended to be the bank manager and they were able to pull it off because they used a deep fake voice over the telephone. The last issue of data distribution is disseminating false or misleading information about an individual. Listening to myself say all these things, they're all just so wrong. They're all just so wrong. There's another area of concern in distribution, and that is personal invasion, which is not a direct design decision, but is a consequence of the previous things we've just talked about on collection and use of information. The personal invasion aspects include, but are not limited to, decisional interference that is intruding into somebody's decision regarding their private affairs. The next aspect of intrusion is disturbing an individual's tranquility or solitude. For example, I mean, I, I could say that when I, I got all these ads based on my personal conversations, that I was definitely feeling invaded and disturbed. My tranquility was definitely disturbed, my sense of peacefulness and privacy. I sometimes feel like that when I get people who just keep pinging and pinging and pinging you to see if you're on Facebook. It kind of drives you crazy. All of these things that we've mentioned here are new areas and new potential problems in our lives that have yet to be resolved, although people are working on them. For example, there's a foundation called the EP3 Foundation. In fact, much of the material from this podcast is drawn from their materials. I encourage you to check them out, the EP3 Foundation. And general disclaimer, I am a part of that foundation. Also check out the EFF the Electronic Freedom Foundation. You might also want to keep aware of something called a GDPR that stands for General Data Protection and Regulations. And think how this GDPR, which has been passed in Europe, Brazil, Canada, Japan, and a number of other places, how it might be able to help us here in the United States. England and Switzerland are working on their own versions of GDPR, and California has passed a limited version of this. But There is a corporate tug of war between our rights and their access to our data and the laws that protect us. We are the ones who are signing the user agreements that give away our rights. When we sign up for an app, when we buy a gadget, just to sign on, there's often some small print. The trouble is, if you don't sign these, these basic amenities will not be available to you. A lot of these things have come to be as useful to us almost as running water. Maybe not quite. Maybe maybe it's not quite that close up, but it is close. If you were to be cut off from the internet, it would feel very isolating. It could be tough to get a job. It would be tough to stay in touch with family. And especially during the pandemic, people relied on the internet to stay in touch. There was a class action suit on privacy actually settled with Zoom. So in closing, you might want to check your settings on your phone. You might want to check your settings in your browser. Take a little time to get educated. It doesn't have to be hard. Talk to friends. Make new friends who might be informed. Try to rely on people you can trust. Get one of the books from the library. This has been Cindy Mason for Radio AI and our special two-part podcast on data collection and artificial intelligence. 
This has been part two. Stay tuned for more cool Radio AI podcasts.